Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. Brought to you by Blue Sky Business Consulting. We discuss five questions in about 15 minutes. Hello again, everyone. Glad you can join us for the Team Engagement Podcast. We always appreciate you joining us. And today we have a very special guest all the way from Dallas, Texas. This is Anthony Piccolo, and he is the founder and CEO of Performance Scoring. Anthony, thank you so much for taking time to join us on the podcast today. And what would you like the audience to know about performance scoring? Well, Sean, thanks for having me. We're excited to be here uh, with you guys. And uh, performance scoring is a, a web-based uh, performance management and meeting management tool. Um, can't really talk about performance without talking about project and project management and and uh, everything that, that comes around that. And so uh, we developed a platform. It's really kind of an all-in-one suite to, to better manage your employee engagement, performance management, project management, and then the meetings around all of those things. So um, we do this uh, from school districts uh, in schools with students all the way into uh, private and uh, public industry um, and uh, works in 143 languages. So we really uh, we're really uh, kind of drink the juice on engagement and collaboration and try to create a space for trust um, uh, and uh, transparency. So excited to be here. Fantastic. Did I hear it correctly? 143 languages? Yeah, you can thank technology for that. You know, it's funny when we started this, we're like, hey, look, we really need this thing. We're in Texas, right? So we really need this thing to work in Spanish. But as it turns out, uh, translator tools uh, and thanks to thanks, thanks to the geniuses out in uh, Google and Microsoft uh, have made it uh, really uh, easy for us to, to, to translate and collaborate in real time uh, in mo- multiple languages. It's a, it's a really a beautiful thing. So well, that's uh, impressive. Yeah. Well done. Definitely, especially being a... a- business consultant myself. I'm very fond of the topic of employee engagement and how we can help people stay excited about uh, working wherever they're working in whatever role they're in. And so I applaud what you're doing and uh, certainly appreciate uh, everything that you're doing to try to help folks accomplish that goal. So that's fantastic. All right, let's get started with our questions. Anthony, our first question, as you've been building your business, is there a challenge that you guys have overcome that you're especially proud of? Oh, gosh, there's a million challenges we've overcome or pivoted. Uh, you know, we're, we're good at like, you know, navigating around if we can't just jump over. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm probably we're probably like a lot of a lot of businesses. Uh, you know, we, we got started uh, before COVID uh, in 2018 was really when the idea got born. And and um, not being from technology and starting a technology company, you could imagine all of the all of the challenges uh, that could come around really just the ignorance of just not knowing how, you know, how to do this or that. And I think the thing that I'm, I guess I'm most proud of is when COVID happened, you know, is it was one of those, one of those, like, uh, and, and like I said, this is probably a shared experience for most, but it was like, oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? And it was really a moment for us to reevaluate and reimagine what we were about. As it turned out, that was an an inflection point that put us on the path to success really helped us really dive into, you know, um, what, what we do best, which is meet people in the moment, give them a voice and elevate that voice within an organization. And we're really proud that we were able to use what was a real tough time and make that into, you know, our, our turn for the better and our turn for the future. So that was, that was a big one for us. Yeah, that is big. Certainly, as we continue to kind of uh, move past COVID and, and get a little more uh, perspective and hindsight, 
a lot of people are experiencing the same kind of uh, oh, a sense of accomplishment, I guess, that they first of all survived COVID and second of all, that uh, there's some good things that came out of it. So there's some common bonds between a lot of businesses now reflecting back on COVID. But uh, yeah, I love that you were able to figure out a way to make it happen. It's it's, it's part of, it kind of leads very nicely into the next question because there's a lot of creativity. There's a lot of innovation that's required in these major situations like a pandemic, which we recognize come around once in a generation. But nonetheless, Mm. how can this kind of leads into the question number two, how can leaders help to foster and nurture creativity within their team or company? Well, one, I think it's about creating an environment of transparency uh, where people can be themselves. You know, creativity needs space to be wrong. Creativity needs space to try, you know, to try things that, you know, on first blush to somebody might sound like ridiculous. Right. And you've got to have a safe space to be able to do that. And then you need to be able to, you know, creativity doesn't happen well in a vacuum. Right. Like it needs um, I don't know how how your ideas have ever been. I, we have a kind of a running joke here that um, it didn't start awesome. Nothing starts awesome. Right. And so while, uh, you know, we try to foster a safe space um, and, and try to create that actually inside of our our app platform for our customers and our clients. Right. We need we need a place to 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 execute our creativity in a transparent fashion and then be able to elevate and escalate and aggregate that across an organization so people can one uh you know high five and you know go yeah rah rah but also create the the mindset that hey this is a space that you know we want to imagine a new future we want to imagine a better way we want to not just imagine it we want to create it tangibly we want to show people and we want to we want to we want to gather with one another and recognize those achievements, which brings us brings me to this whole other point, which, you know, creativity without recognition for, you know, the specialness or the uniqueness of it, it really kind of um, um, uh, really uh, silences that creativity, right? We need create what we need. When we see creative excellence, we need to like get everybody involved. We need to create those shout outs, those kudos, those those moments of recognition, which, by the way, you know, shocker leads to better engagement, you know? So, um, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of, you know, my take on it generally. I can go on forever. That's why I had to end it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I love it. And you said something really important that in my view, at least, and I completely agree with you, that first idea is rarely, in fact, I would be so bold to say never, but I'll, I'll I'll pull it back just a little bit and say, rarely is that first idea the perfect one. It requires some polishing, some refinement. It requires just there's so much to that creative process. I love how you described it, but I completely agree. That was a big takeaway for me on that is that, hey, it can't just be that first iteration. Oh, we're done. It it requires constant revision. And and I think the I I guess um, maybe it's different for a solo artist who needs to go into their into their zone, you know, by themselves. But I actually believe creativity does not ex- exist well without collaborative collaboration. You know, I think they, those, those, that alliteration, creativity and collaboration, I think it just goes, they marry well. And, and they're really uh, kind of symbiotic, you know, um, uh, uh, while not in, in, yeah, symbiotic, they, they require yeah. one another to do, to do either well, I think. Great word to use because I completely agree. That's a great way to describe it. Fantastic. All right. Question number three, Anthony, how can leaders help the members of the team or the employees in the company 
to trust each other better. Mm. Well, uh, we <laughs> this is actually a, a real special space for us because this is re really where our our business, our application, our platform and methodology really kind of converge in this space. You know, um, trust requires transparency. It requires honesty and it requires feedback. And so I think that you need to create and foster an environment where it's ubiquitous, where you walk into one room or one office, whether it's in the United States or in Hong Kong, it's same, same, same feeling of security, right? And we built a platform that gives people a voice. And that's another thing is, is really um, we need our unique voices to be heard and it needs to be associated with the individual or the group or the team. So much in, in some, you know, a, um, kind of a universal experience, uh, especially in the low, lowly engaged, low, low performing individuals is, you know, hey, I had a great idea or I had this thing and then somebody said it was theirs or somebody else took credit, right? And so we need a space where, look, I can both be, I can, I can, um, I can put my creative thought out there, good or bad, and it's associated with me. If it's bad, it's just another step in the iteration of awesome, right? And if it's great, it's actually attributed to me because you know what? I had a lot of bad ideas. I had a lot of things that I didn't do well as an employee, and I need this thing. It, I did all those things maybe okay, maybe satisfactory, maybe poorly, but it led me to this and my name needs to be attached to it. And so I think there, there's a lot of a lot of technology out there that can help foster that, right? Because we don't all have the same personality traits, right? Some of us don't, aren't raw, raw. Some of us aren't, you know, screaming across the room going, hey, my, 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 uh, uh, one of my employees, John, or, you know, Jesse or Jamie just did this, right? So, so having, having something that's a part of the, the work sphere, I think can also contribute to, to, to that um, in a helpful way. Oh, great, great comments. Yeah, it's definitely a challenge when somebody feels kind of squashed in their creativity and then that, that damages the trust. And so, Absolutely. Yeah, great comments. Great comments. All right, question number four. Now, I'm sure that this has never happened to you, Anthony, but uh, is there, it's, it's either business or life, is there a, uh, a perceived failure, I guess, that you turned into a win? Well, I'd say, you know, I have to pick one probably recently. I mean, it just happens all the time. I don't believe success comes without constant failure. I mean, I mean, you know, uh, how do you learn a new direction when you're driving? By getting stuck, by getting in traffic, right? And so I think uh, a lot of what, what, what in, in my personal experience, uh, I had a, a consulting company before this. One of the things that we would uh, never do is build software. We helped companies find software off the shelf that might need a little modification, you know, some macros or something and kind of maybe come around uh, their, you know, their problem and help solution it. And um, I had a really poor experience in trying to build something for a client about 15 years ago. Hmm. And uh, as it turns out, the experience of that gave me just, and, and granted, it was a failure. It was an actual failure, but it gave me enough confidence where when when performance scoring and it's kind of a, of a concept of you know feedback in the moment um, uh, escalated throughout an organization. When that came about, I had I had I'd failed so 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 much, and I had thought about it for so long 
pong and I knew exactly kind of where I failed, I at least had the confidence to know I'm not going to fail that way. I'll find a whole new way to fail, but I'm going to take a real good go. And, and it's really failure is just a, it's uh you only fail. It's like, a, there's some really great boxing, uh, 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 cliche or something, but it's this idea. You don't really, you don't really get knocked out until you don't stand back up. Right. So, um, I think part of this is learning how to take our perceived failures and not actualize them by laying down. So, um, like I said, you know, the, the failures, you know, have always been kind of a, a, a launch point, they should be, they should be like a, I'm getting back up, I'm wiping it off and I'm not going to, not going to move that way again, you know? Right. Right. Well, thanks for sharing that. I, I, I love that you uh, embraced and owned, if you will, the out and out failure, because I, I love that you also said, I'm never going to fail that way again. And yeah. that's really, to me, what it comes down to is, is recognizing, okay, this didn't work. This didn't work. This didn't work. We're not going to let that happen again. How do we make sure it doesn't happen again? We recognize that, okay, that takes us one step and we still have, may have some lessons to learn there, that's but right. that's the key. That's the key. And I love that you brought that out. All right. Well, Anthony, our last question for the podcast today, tell us a little bit about your first job. Well, um, you know, I grew up, uh, uh, had a single, single mom, you know, we kind of wasn't the, when the, when the easiest uh, road and, um, I took a loan uh, at 11 years old, almost 12, uh, to get some lawn equipment. And I, I was always kind of a mark. I didn't know I was into marketing. Uh, my degree is in international politics and diplomacy. So I guess that's kind of like marketing too. But uh, uh, no, I, I took a loan to, to start a, a lawn business. And I'll tell you what, that paid, that, um, that, was, that was my first um, experience being an entrepreneur. And it really taught me so much, uh, so many life lessons uh, going into university. It gave me confidence um, that that I could I could go up to a stranger and say, hey, can I can I help you with this thing? It might be their grass, but it was something. And I and I really just found a joy in meeting people where they were and seeing them grow and thrive. And and, um, you know, I think it's um, for me, that was one of those indelible, you know, experiences that kind of made me into the man that, you know, I am today. So um, I enjoyed, uh, I, well, I'd say I enjoyed it. We're in Texas and today is 107 degrees. So there's no part of me that wants to bowl on. <laughs> I've grown. Now I'll just sit at a computer. <laughs> I'm dying to go out and mow the lawn. I'm in Utah and we're enjoying really, really nice weather. It's mid eighties and very, oh my gosh. so it's very pleasant out there. And I'm just, I'm trying to find about an hour, hour and a half where I can go out and mow the lawn because it's getting a little tall. So I'm like, oh, uh -huh. I want to get out there. But I, I personally love mowing the lawn. I've, I've been doing it since you're know, probably about the same age you were in the early teens yeah. there. And that was started with the, uh, oh, the, the, the chore around the house. That was just my assignment. But then it uh, quickly evolved to helping the neighbors and doing some of those things. But I've always enjoyed it. So it's been fun. Mm -hmm. All right. Anthony, this has been great. Thank you so much for oh, taking I appreciate your time. Oh, you're very welcome. How can people find you? Uh, they can look us up, uh, performancescoring.com, um, info at performancescoring.com. Um, Anthony Piccolo, I'm available on LinkedIn. You can can catch me that way. I'd uh, love to sit down with, with people like you, Sean, and, and talk about engagement and performance management and how to conduct better meetings, uh, how to really, uh, you know, you know, get, get the most action, um, uh, most effectiveness out of our time. So I'd love to, love to chat with you. Uh, check out our website, uh, see us on LinkedIn, YouTube. We're all over. Fantastic. Thanks again. 
And thanks to everyone for taking time to join us. As always, we appreciate you participating in whatever way you can. So thanks again, everybody. Have a great day. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com. We also invite you to follow or subscribe to our podcast wherever you may be listening or watching. Is your business thriving? Go to tbs-score.com to find out. Thanks for joining us today. Have a great day.